Welcome to step eight, online research. Now, I can hear some of you right now. You immediately started screaming at your phone when you read online research. I can hear you. What the F, Sidoni? You told me all those stories about people making the mistake, going way down the rabbit hole, doing too much research, and not calling a unicorn support team early. Like, I remember that story about the guy who could have bought two years earlier, but he did too much online research, and the PhD lady who realized that she should have talked to a pro way before she did, instead of researching online. And of course, <laughs> my favorite one, the doctor who said he was doing so much research, he realized he was being one of his annoying WebMD patients. They all said they spent way too much time studying online, and now you're telling me step eight is do online research? Sidoni, I thought you said you were going to make this less confusing. Well, first of all, I would like to thank you for pressing play anyway after you read the title and then you had your little tirade. Um, even if you're only listening to it right now just so you can cuss me out, well, have faith in me. You know I got you. This episode about online research, it's not what you think. Play the music. What is up, my how to buy a homies? Welcome to step eight of the how the hell do I do this 10 step basic beginners on how to buy a home. Now look, I am fully aware that I told you not to waste months or even years doing what I like to call over-researching online. I don't want you to do that, however, while you're working the big three and you're working with an experienced support team, you're likely gonna have some other downtime. And you know what? You can use that where you can do some research on other things online besides credit scores, loan, debt, interest rates, savings, house hacking, et cetera, et cetera. The online research that we're going to address in this episode today, this assumes that you already have your unicorn partnerships all set up, both with realtors and with lenders. And now that you have your financial strategy in place, your personal planning system, with the help of your pros, now you get to really dig into the partnership that is buying a home. Working with your realtor, working with your lender, that unicorn support team, you're a big part of it. And we make a partnership. And sometimes, of course, you're gonna find time where your realtor can take you out to see a home, take you directly to the place and see what's out there. But my friends, we live in a digital age. And now, in your pajamas, drinking your favorite beverage on the couch or in your bed, you can do so much on your own and you can take that knowledge to the table, to the partnership with you and your unicorns and this will get you way ahead of the game and make you a badass buyer. I know, isn't it exciting? Your internet stalking skills finally come in handy. Maybe you're one of those people who over-researches your vacations to death. Good, we can use that. Or maybe you window shop on Zillow looking for the perfect, I don't know, kitchen or man cave. Awesome, we can use that too. And if you thought that all that time that you spent creeping on your exes online was unhealthy, I know that's what your therapist said, but I, I actually see some, some positive in this. No, you have a skill set we can use. 
Now, the first time I talked about this was way back on May 7th, 2019. It was episode 10. One of my dear friends taught me a really valuable lesson. Now, most people think that it's way too stressful to shop for a home while you're pregnant and impossible to do so after you have a child. Actually, my friend Molly from episode 10, she found that her maternity time uh, was an awesome time to go online and shop for homes and neighborhoods. She used that last trimester uh, and then even the time after the little guy was born to do some valuable and efficient online research. Now, I'm going to recap those tips Plus, add in some other things that I learned before and since 2019, and I'm going to get you some killer feedback, tips, hacks, all the things my buyers have told me over the years. Keep in mind, if you hear this in the future, uh, I'm recording this at the end of 2023, and I'm sure that many of these sites are going to change and there's going to be new apps and new websites, but this is the best of the best as of today. Here's the basic idea. As you work on your goals you're also gonna need some motivation. So we're gonna use some of these online research tips for fun. I mean, stuff just to keep your spirits up. And of course, there's going to be a major educational component to this because you should have somewhat of a clue about where you wanna live. So we're gonna see how you can do that online. Here's the deal. Only you know where you feel safe, comfortable, joyful, and content. Sure, your realtor, they're going to show you all kinds of stuff. But if you have an opportunity to do some of the research on your own online, it's your home and your opinion matters. So jump in, do some research. There are two basic ways that you can really maximize all your internet stalking skills. First is going to be with the neighborhoods. And the second way is going to be the actual home itself. So starting with the neighborhoods, you can begin with the boring best of the city websites. There's a whole bunch of those, but, you know, beware, some of those best of, they were created by the city of commerce or people trying to sell you the city or worse, created by the attractions, establishments, restaurants, bars on that actual list. You have to look close. Now, if you gotta look at these, uh, you can use a technique taught to us by John and Adrian. They moved from LA to Portland. They knew Seattle, but they didn't know Portland. And they came up with this really smart trick. When you look at those best of the city sites, look at multiple different sites and then cross-reference them. Yeah, things that appear on multiple top tens or top fives, those have a greater chance of being the accurate real best ofs. So in other words, research your research. Don't let an opinion of a blogger be your guide. <laughs> These days, everybody wants to be an expert on everything. And unfortunately, they've all got opinions on all of it. And always be careful of those sites that are actually ads masquerading as a top 10. Now, when you are ready to get serious, check out niche.com. I don't know. Do you say niche or niche, JT? That's insulting. I'm French. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Niche. <laughs> sorry. Frenchie says niche, and that's the way it looks to me. That's N-I-C-H-E dot com. <laughs> uh, when you look at niche, here's how it describes itself. Uh, it's a holistic concept that gives you a more comprehensive vision of different cities, towns, and suburbs so that you can find a location that fits your lifestyle. 
<laughs> Pretty neat, huh? Niche actually collects and then filters and analyzes majorly large sets of data. And then it combines that with information with real life feedback from community residents. And it offers you rare insight into locations. And it projects a much, much more realistic picture of what this place actually has to offer to you. Now, that's all the stuff that they say about themselves, but several of my listeners have told me uh, and given me testimonials and reviews, and they find this this site really useful. They found uh, comprehensive data on schools and neighborhoods and cities, and and if you want to search by zip code, um, and then it's got like 100 million reviews and surveys and responses from actual residents. Uh, it connects all that data together. And then you can use it to compare the neighborhoods or the schools uh, using all the algorithms and statistics that this site creates. Um, and anytime they want to pony up some cash to me for the free plug, hi, niche, you can find me at howtobuyahome.com. There are a few other great websites that help gather the data for you about individual cities. There's a Street Advisor, City Data Forms and home fairs, city profiles. So that's Street Advisor, city data forms, and home fairs, city profiles. They have a lot of great detailed info direct from the neighbors in an area. Um, there are a lot of things your realtor cannot discuss. We are bound by the Fair Housing Act of 1968 that prohibits discrimination uh, in housing because of race, color, national origin, religion, sex, familial status, disability. But on sites like these, owners and citizens and neighbors, they can and do tell it like it is. Now, is that always a good thing? Certainly not. But you might be able to find out some of the things like this. One of them advertises with this sentence, will you be the richest family on the block or struggling to keep up with those Joneses? Does the information value diversity as much as you do? Will you be surrounded by strollers or singles looking to mingle? Now, <laughs> that's what the site tells you. And again, us as realtors, we're bound by the Fair Housing Act, so we can't talk about a lot of that stuff, but you can look it up. And of course, there's always the old standby Yelp. More recently, I know a ton of people that are actually going to Instagram and TikTok and searching the cities, not just using Yelp. Now, I'm not sure I'm totally on board with you getting your city information from TikTok, but take it or leave it. Another one of my favorite sites over the years, and my buyers, they've loved it too, it's the Walk Score. Um, I think it got purchased recently. I don't know who's got it, Redfin or Realtor.com. Just Google Walk Score. When you go to the official Walk uh, Score site, it will assign neighborhoods a walkability score based on whether you need a car to accomplish your daily errands or if there are lots of amenities nearby you. And then that way you can search for highly walkable neighborhoods based on what you want to be nearby you. So you can like say, hey, I just need, uh, you know, uh, restaurants and bars to be walkable or a coffee shop or a breakfast shop. Um, but anyway, it's a great way for you to check it out. And they've since branched out. There's bike score and drive score as well. And I'm sure that by the time you hear this, there's going to be run score and dog score and crazy ass neighbor score. People love these one to 100 scores. So I'm sure there's going to be lots of information. Okay, crazy ass neighbor. I don't know if that's going to happen, but if you really want to have some fun, I freaking tripped out when a listener told me about hood maps and judgmental maps 
yeah, these things are real. <laughs> what they do is they take big cities and they actually uh, put their own, uh, let's just say, um, real world labels on certain areas. Hey, I'll give you an example. I live near Newport Beach. It's a hoity-toity, fancy West Coast kind of real housewives of Orange County area, right? Except 68th Street was up. Uh, uh, lifeguard Tower number 68, you go into the house over there, that's where it's real in Newport. Hold it down. Yeah, and and so this is what hood maps would tell you, how to avoid the area that JT is talking about unless you're a frat boy or a sorority girl. Or a, a skate punk. Or What's a skate punk. family represent. So back to the point. Newport Beach hood map. It labeled the regions like this. One area, rich surfers. The other one, day drinking. <laughs> I know that area. That's where I spent a lot of my 20s. Another area, this is where the Karens live. Another area, lots of dog owners. Another area, rich kids with Porsches. And then my favorite, the part of town that isn't all that happening, they just put Awesome. Now, if you go to judgmental maps, and again, this is just for fun, guys uh, and gals and people and plants and whoever. If you go to judgmental maps, I was looking at this one city, and this is some of the some of the how they labeled each individual little suburb track. Oil money. No one lives here. Bad idea factory. Suburbia. Wind. Moonshine territory. Where the yuppies work. Gucci Kroger, <laughs> that one made me laugh. I got to know what that means. And of course, uh, the last few areas, uh, hell, death, crime, what is that smell? <laughs> and tacos. So one part of town apparently has the best tacos. Okay, Whew. let's get back to the serious stuff. Schools. All right, chill out. I know there's a bunch of you younger people out there that are thinking, whoa, 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 slow down, chief. I get it. Maybe you're not going to have kids for a while, or maybe you're not going to have kids forever. All right, I get it. Don't dismiss schools. Where are you in life? Are you not even dating yet, thinking you're going to move out of this starter home before schools even matter? Okay, well, let's say you think you're not even dating yet, but eventually you do want to have kids. Cool. Well, first, you got to go out and get a date. Then you got to get them to go on another date. And in many cases, one to two years, if you're lucky, then you might get married before you can enjoy kids. Then you have five to six years before school districts matter. That's a broad time frame. Okay. You could be anywhere on the scale of five to 10 years. So if you're single, but you're thinking you're going to have kids, if you're going to move in seven years, do you really need to be stressed out about the school district when you buy a home? The other thing is, considering most people move every five to six years, you also have to think about, well, what if I stay? Or what if I want to use a good school district to help propel my equity a little bit higher when I'm ready to sell, even though I'm not a person who's going to have kids? I always mention to all my buyers, even if they told me, dude, we're not going to have kids. Stop telling us about schools. Sometimes I will let them know just because those areas might have a higher equity position. The best sites, according to my research, as well as my buyers telling me, uh, are greatschools.org, 
Um, there's this big long one, the Neighborhood Scouts School District Ratings page. Uh, there's another one called School Digger. There's another one called the National Center for Education Statistics. But I've actually found for most of my buyers, if you just want a simple one to 10 rating, you know these guys aren't my friends, but I'll tell you when they do some things right, Zillow and Redfin, pretty good at helping you just get a simple score on what the schools are like. Okay, the next thing to look at the neighborhoods, crime. Now, kind of like the... Uh, well, kind of like many of the other things that we can't discuss with you as realtors, it gets tricky because a lot of people will tell you to go to their website to pay to get their accurate and detailed data. Now, I've been told by many of my nerdier clients, and again, nerdy is a, a compliment coming from me, that in many areas, the sites that ask you to pay for these accurate and detailed data on crime they're just aggregating all of the stats that you can get from the local police sites and putting it in an easier to read format with pretty charts and graphs. So it's up to you. Your local law enforcement sites may actually have all the decent info. But if you do want to look at some other places, some of the people have told me that cityprotect.com is good. Uh, crime reports, my local crime, uniform crime reports. There's the FBI Crime Data Explorer, Area Vibes, and then uh, other people have mentioned Family Watchdog, Spot Crime, and believe it or not, Life 360. I've got Life 360 uh, stalking my children to make sure I know where they go, and uh, now maybe I can figure out how to use it for the crime stats. And of course, make sure you check out uh, you know, your Megan's Law stuff which uh, will give you all of the sexual predators in certain neighborhoods. Okay, that's enough neighborhood talk. Let's get into assessing the actual homes themselves while you're sitting in your underwear with your laptop. Wait a minute. Before I do that, uh, I just want to make sure that you understand there are a couple of sites like HomeFacts and HomeScout that put a lot of time and effort into publishing neighborhood data on home values. Please remember, when you see them talking about home values while you're researching neighborhoods, they have an agenda. They want to sell you to some poor schmuck, some realtor or some lender. If you want to know about the actual home values in your area, your unicorn advocate is the one with your best interest at heart. They are going to get you the information so much better and more accurate than these places that give you the neighborhood information because they're turning around and selling that to the realtors and saying, we have buyers, we have buyers, buy them, buy them. And then you get a crappy realtor. All right, now we'll move on. Time to cyberstock neighborhoods and homes. First, this is a biggie. If you are not a Google Maps aficionado, become one. I mean, all of it. You gotta know all of it. Use the satellite views to look in people's backyards. Use the street view to look at the cars parked on the streets, the curb appeal of the homes to look at their yards, their, their perches, their patios, their fences. Is one house adorable? But then as you go down the street view, you realize the entire rest of the block is a major ghetto. You got to learn to use the street view. Keep cruising with the street view until you find the closest strip mall and the stores. Do you see a payday loans and a bail bonds place? 
or do you see a cute coffee shop? That's the important things to look at. I tell people this all the time, even look in parking lots, you'd be shocked what those cameras can catch. You Google or some stuff, oh, look, there's a drug deal going on behind the local liquor store. Maybe that's the reason that three-bedroom, two-bath was 75000 lower than the rest of the neighborhood. Take a look at what's close. Would you eat there? Would you shop there? Do you like the look of the rest of the street? What is that big empty lot doing there and what's going to fill it? Maybe check with the city on details on their site, or you can go into the city themselves and find out all the information about the big empty lot, as well as where's the closest sewage plant, all that stuff. Okay, now let's get ready to do a deep dive into looking at homes for sale or homes that sold recently. Now, by now, you should have your trusted team in place, your support team, your unicorn team. They're going to be able to direct you to direct MLS sites. The MLS is the multiple listing service. Now, one thing you need to understand about this entire process is the MLS is where Zillow, Redfin, Realtor.com, all the other websites out there that are giving you information about homes, they get all that information from the MLS. Realtors don't put things into Zillow or Redfin. They put them into the MLS. So what I'm telling you is once you have your support team in place, you can cut out the middleman, get the direct realtor information directly from your unicorn who's getting it realtor to realtor because that's the way homes are bought and sold. And these people are working with you, not like the big websites that are selling your data to some other realtor. Even if you don't ask to talk to a realtor, get this last year, Zillow sold 160 million of you back to realtors and lenders. And all you did was say, hey, I'm, I have a question about this home. You didn't say I want a realtor. You didn't say I want a lender. But behind your back, they sold 160 million of you to somebody else who's going to spam you, call you, and make you hate the entire real estate process. 160 million. And there were only 5.6 million homes sold last year. And I bet you it was less than 100 or 200,000 that actually bought or sold a home because of that Zillow connection. 160 million, and they maybe had a couple hundred thousand that actually closed because they're selling your information behind your back. So let those odds sink in. And when you're looking to figure out how do I do my best online research, your best online research is with a partnership. Once you've raised your hand and you've said, yeah, I want to work with somebody, then that's somebody that you talk to they're going to be a unicorn. They're going to understand how the MLS works, and they're going to give you the information direct from the MLS before it goes to all those other tools. I know and I understand a lot of those other tools you've been window shopping with forever, and they do that on purpose. They are so user-friendly, so easy to navigate. Um, that's because they were made to attract you and then sell your data to all the dumb realtors. Now, not all realtors are dumb, but a lot of them are. Um, so they want to keep you on that page for as long as they can until you eventually click on, all right, fine, let me talk to a realtor. Now, that realtor is going to be sitting by the phone waiting for their next sucker. Oh, oh, I mean buyer. And then they're going to work to try to get you to buy a home with them. The big sites out there are there to sell and entice. They're not to inform.
So if you want the best information through your unicorn support team, get your realtor to set you up on the MLS. That's why the MLS might seem a little bit clunkier and not as user-friendly. They're doing their best to improve all the time, but they're made for the professionals to talk to each other. And you have that wonderful magic trick of communication and a pro who cares about you on the other end. The sites, they're here to give you detailed information and you're seeing what the pros are seeing with the most information that you can. Ask your support team. Some of them, uh, you can leave notes on the site or you can set a communication system with your unicorn to ask questions, texting or emailing. And you get someone answering you, not someone selling you. So the next big thing, set up what a lot of places, they call them an MLS portal. Have them set up not just the homes for sale, but also looking at the original list prices of homes compared to the actual sold price. And most importantly, you wanna look at the sold homes. That's how you can take one neighborhood and in a comparative search, get all the real important data and information and facts and figures and know what price homes are actually selling for. List prices don't matter. List prices are garbage. That's why you want your realtor to set you up uh, on what we're looking for with the MLS to look at the sold homes. Um, There's so many stats in there and so much more information back in the the catalog where I talk about list prices. Uh, You want to look at uh, the sold prices, how they sell, when they sell, uh, stats like the days on market. Are there price reductions? When do they do the price reductions? Maybe the market's going the other way. Homes are selling above list price. And if so, how quickly is that happening? And for what price? Are homes going in and out of contract before they actually close? And you can also track specifically the number of homes selling in the area that you want to target. Now, is this getting detailed? Hell yeah, it is. That's the point. You can't learn this in a 30-second TikTok. But you can learn this over time working on the MLS together in partnership in a relationship with the unicorn team. Buyers who look at list prices on Zillow to figure out if they can afford a neighborhood, they're playing T-ball while the buyers who work on an MLS portal with their unicorns, they're in the major leagues. Now, I could have said it's made the analogy that it's like bad community theater versus Broadway, but I was trying to be inclusive, you know, to everyone who doesn't give a damn about Broadway, but (laughs) (laughs) the bottom line is looking at prices and sales is that you need to consult with your unicorn support team to get the insider information not available to the public. And then your best play is to learn, and you will indeed learn how to decipher and decode the numbers that you see. Um, And you could figure out questions looking at a listing uh, before you even had a chance to talk to your support team. Remember all that stuff, days on market, in and out of contract, last time listed, number of homes being listed, speed of the sales, original list price, price reduction, sales price. These are just some of the things that you can look at. And you and your unicorn support team will have even more information on specific listings and sales to help you get a better idea of how the market's moving in your area. Use the partnership, become the most informed buyer in your area. And when you do, 
your offer is going to stand out as the best buyer who knows, understands, and respects the exact local market, and they know what the seller is looking for. There's going to be a lot more on this in step 10. And remember, even though I've been doing this since 2006, a computer is not the end of your research. Now, in 2006, computers were not nearly as big as they are today, but there are some facts that still hold true. Sometimes the photos suck and the house is awesome. Sometimes the photos are awesome and the house sucks. So just because it looks different than it did back when I started doesn't mean that a single one variable, a photographer, could change everything in what, what you're looking at when you're looking at a house. Now, that whole thing gets deeper and bigger. So here's what I tell people. Now you get a lot more than you did back in 2006, and you can really get some great information. But if you're living in the area that you're looking at, I always recommend good old-fashioned legwork or car work. Get out there. Walk it. Drive it. And don't just drive it. Legwork. Walk it. Feel it. Get your coffee, your groceries, or make a target run in the neighborhoods that you're considering. Leave a little early for work every single day and drive a different path to and from work. Take side streets, get into the neighborhoods, look around the suburbs, look around the apartments, look around the condos. You can learn a lot about the care people take of their homes and the respect that they have for their community simply by glancing down the sidewalk. How are the lawns? Are they recently cut? What do the cars look like? Are they newer? Or are the cars older models and in what condition? Broken windshields? Rust buckets? <laughs> are they clean or are they clean and shiny? And then how many are there? If one home has 14 cars in, in front of it, probably a rental home. Don't forget, a lot of the homes in the neighborhoods you're looking at still could be something that people rent. So look for the pride of ownership. The, uh, also look for the proximity of things that you like. You know, are you into quiet or are you into noisy? Well, drive the place at rush hour. And if it's near a school, drive it at school, drop off and pick up time. Super important. And then for sure, drive it on a Friday or Saturday night. Nighttime drives are important. Yes, JT. If you're buying in Anaheim, go when the Disney fireworks are happening. <laughs> it makes a difference. Can you tell that JT just uh, acquired... Uh, his apartment near Disneyland. Yes, 9.30 near Disneyland, everything changes. Actually, probably 10.05 when the fireworks get out. Nope, 9.30. 9.30. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 you mean the actual boom, boom. Oh, I get yeah. it. <laughs> uh, and I've got uh, two bonus tips. Here's one big one for you. A lot of my clients... Uh, here, and now I've told unicorns and people all across the country, go out and buy a map, old school, amazing race style, buy a map, then buy a box of colored pencils. Then when you look at something online, find out where that is, drive by it. If you like it, color that area green on the map. Then something else comes up. Ooh, don't know that. Drive by it. Ooh, bad neighborhood, red. Same thing with yellow. In a couple weeks after you've done all these drive-bys, when something pops up on your computer, you get to pull up your old school map and look and you'll find out, is it in the red, green, or yellow areas? Another trick. And my final bonus, 
If you've got family around, if you need a break, or even if you don't need a break, I highly recommend this. Go drive a neighborhood, but before you do so, drop off anything at their house. If you've got kids, drop off the kids. If you've got pets, drop off the pets. Uh, and tell them, hi, grandma, hi, grandpa. I'm going home shopping. Hi, mom. Hi, dad. We're researching a neighborhood. This is how serious we are about it. We'd like you to watch this thing, person, pet, family member. Then they realize how serious you are, and you never know. Maybe you open up the, open up the conversation for them to gift you some money. Uh, P.S., um, if they start talking to you about how to buy a home, uh, most of the time, don't listen to them. They mean well, but they have no clue what it's like to try to buy a home in this market. God bless you, but tread lightly because you still want to take their money for the down payment. Okay, for uh, more information on getting deep into the home buying process, that's going to be episode 10. And if you want more information on anything else, go to howtobuyahome.com, uh, how to buy a home on TikTok, how to buy a home podcast on Instagram, YouTube, uh, just punch in David Sedoni or the how to buy a home podcast. We're going to have a lot of stuff coming up there. And for the love of everything, if you're here and you've made it to step eight and you haven't asked for your unicorn support team yet, perhaps you should go back and listen to episode 201 and 202, steps one and two again. I say this to all of you, if you've gotten this far into your research, you probably can do this. I don't know when, but you probably can. And the fastest, most efficient way to do it is with a badass advocate support team. So let's go. You can do this.